Welcome to the United Through Him podcast of Noonan First UMC Youth. This is episode three of our weekly Bible study. This week, our associate youth minister, Craig, will lead us through a discussion on the Tower of Babel. There are also some interesting and good semi-off-topic questions towards the end of the episode you won't want to miss. So we're, um, we're picking back up in Genesis. We've been talking about, uh, in previous lessons, we talked about the fall of mankind. When, when Adam and Eve were uh, deceived and disobeyed in the garden. And then what was last week? Who remembers? It was Noah's Ark. The base thingy. Noah's Ark. It was Noah and the flood. And so what was the main theme that we learned in the, uh, the first week? What did, we, what did we learn from the, the fall of man? Uh, uh, Everybody uh, disobeyed except for Noah who, and his family. Who well, that faithful. would be the second week. Oh. That's true. But we're talking now about the first week. So what did we learn from the fall of man? Um, so I learned that, like, no matter what, Jesus loves us. That's very true. However, we were talking about Genesis and the fall of man. So Yeah. And even when we messed up, he still loves us. Why did humanity mess up? Because oh there was a lot of people who weren't faithful Christians. Well, there technically there weren't any Christians yet because we're in Genesis still, so we're going yeah, back Jews. to the beginning. Uh-huh. Jews. Jews. And there yeah, weren't technically on. any Jews. There yet. was no Abraham. There was really? no Abraham yet. There were only two people. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So if we if humanity got punished for not, you know Why? Following the rules. What what is another way to say that? <laughs> Please <laughs> elaborate. Sinning. Sinning. <laughs> and th- this form of sin was if, not following the rules, which is what? But how did we even know about the rules if there weren't any like Christians or Because Jews? God told them. Actually, he told Adam. Adam. He says, don't eat the fruit of that tree. Wasn't that Eve who did it and then Adam yes. called the one? It was the woman's fault. God, no. God no. said it. I want to watch that. No, it wasn't, but like it was at the same time. This is getting real controversial. Like right disrespect. God said it to Adam. So Adam was the one who knew better. Wait, oh, then wait. why didn't, wait, okay, hold up. So, okay, God told Adam, mm-hmm. but wouldn't the, you know, common thing to do is to tell Eve too. So Adam told because Eve. Because if she's the one who started it, she didn't know any better. Ah, then it can't be her fault, right? She and was deceived. Adam, since Adam followed along, then wouldn't it be his fault because he was the one who knew better, but Eve didn't? Peer pressure. So, yeah. You're Peer so pressure. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. So the, the act of disobedience <laughs> was on whose back? Adam's back, because he was told he was told the rule, Uh-oh. and he he was standing right there when she was being deceived, and he didn't do anything to intercede. Nope. How it's bad? Like, it's like when your uh, mom tells you to not do something, and, the, and you, you don't it. tell your sibling, and mm. they get in trouble for doing what you did. 
That's what I do all the time. Yeah, and you want to see what happens, right? <laughs> My brother does that to me. Did anybody me. else just have the little twinge of the evil laugh right there? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, that's I do it too. That was an evil laugh, by the way. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It was maniacal, yeah. Very good vocab word. So, vocab word of the week. So Eve was deceived, yeah. But Adam stood there knowing better and let it all happen because he probably wanted to see what would happen. But aren't they like two people in love who are supposed to like make humans? That's right. And they had a perfect place to live and they had. All this in front of them, and they were given one rule. So was Adam technically deceitful to Eve? Yeah. Sounds like other big words. Because, you know, in a relationship, people are supposed to be faithful to each other. What would you want your man to do? Your man. <laughs> I'm just going to ask that question. What would you want your man to do? Please. I don't know. I, I guess no. tell the, the truth. Like, it warns something... So big, yeah. I would want to know. Yeah, I mean, he could have stepped up. He could have stepped. So whoa, stop! Hey, stop trying! Don't do that! Don't do that! But he didn't. He went right along with it. Okay, so that was an act of what's the word? Vocabulary, man. Saying rebellion. Deceit. It's a D word. Oh, were, definition. No, they were not definition. They deceived. were deceived. They were deceived, but they were disobedient. Oh. I didn't know that was a vocab word. They were disobedient. What about, I thought our vocab word was Maybe we have like, maybe just like that 50 vocab word was. Oh. We get each week from Miss Williams. Okay, so does he, when they're disobedient, does he wipe them out? Yes. No. Adam and Eve got wiped out? No. Well, no. no. I mean, but like, because of them, like, we got punished for their mistake, or his mistake. If you think about <laughs> it, there, I like how you're there. assigning this now. Hey, you can't, you can't do that when you're going. Very convenient of you. Okay, so exactly. God gives them the grace of saying a lot, saying a lot. That's a beautiful uh, song. Uh, from uh, Saturday because night. he had a plan. The reason why he kept them alive because he had a plan to then, you know, Thanos snap them and then have uh, Noah's family to repopulate. Okay, so that comes next. That was last week, so that comes next. And things were so bad, okay? Sin, Sin has been released into the world, and things are so bad. There are so many awful things. I, I mean, I can't even say them. I mean, they're that bad. Okay, I don't even know them, and they're probably so bad, even I can't know them, because they're so horrible. That's how bad it is, and it's so bad that God's heart is grieved. Remember that? We read that last week. God's heart is grieved, and he's at a point where he's like, i got to do something about this. And he makes the decision, I'm going to find the one, the one family, the one guy, head of the family. He's the only one who is... Uh, in favor. Rule follower. In favor. Rule follower. In favor. He's in God. favor because he is righteous. Yeah. Uh, he's not Christian. Yet. Righteous. Not. He's not even Jewish. Yet, wow. But he's righteous. Wait. So. Well, okay. 
So back then, do you have to be Jewish to then become a Christian? Back then, where we're talking about, Abraham has not shown up yet. So there's not I mean, like any... when the stuff does happen. No. Back then, there was no Christianity, the way you're thinking of it. That's, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, when, you know, people were Jewish and Christian, did you, when it was first being introduced, you have to be no. Jewish to no. become a Christian. I mean, and it was being introduced. You just have to follow what Christ teaches. And some of the people who followed what Christ taught were Jews, like Paul. And some of the people were from the more, what we would think of as the pagan world, of what they called the Gentiles. Some of those people came and joined to become Christians. So not, Judaism was not the only way, being a Hebrew was not the only way to become a Christian. But some of the people who became Christians were Jews. They were. They were. He he could have done whatever he wanted to, I guess. He died, but he could have. <laughs> so he eventually he had to hit the reset button because it got so bad. He got so bad. So what was the message from last week? Because because Noah was able to survive and have the ark and the animals, what what was the message there? So God was angry in the first lesson about disobedience. So what was God in the second lesson? Merciful. He was merciful because, like you said, Grayson, he could have wiped everybody out from way, way back. But he chose to give us give us a path. Give us away. Okay. So all these stories, you can kind of see just in the first two, there's a lot of connection between those two. It's like a progression. And this week is another step in that progression. And it's the story of the Tower of Babel. Now, if you're from Britain, you might say you might say Babel if you're from Britain. But if you're from America, if you're studying, it's it's Babel. And you, you've heard probably the term uh, people babbling. So like when some baby of you were babble. baby babble, and some of you were babbling last week when you weren't really talking about the lesson. But you were Wouldn't going that be on like background. mumbling though? That's that's mumbling and babbling. And Brooks babble. Did you know that Brooks babble? Babbling Brooks. Uh-huh. Babbling Brooks. So that's like a creek, and they make little creek noises. So babble. Is a, is a word that we've sort of adopted in. So let's let's talk about um, kind of what has happened. So we've seen creation. We've seen that creation is good. Good. Yes, he's very good. And what you read it was very good. Um, we've seen that we're made in God's image. So there's a lot of good in us because we're made in God's image and we're creative because we're made in God's image. Uh, Brent's been doing a lot of work here in our little mini studio on sound quality and he's been very creative in the last few days putting up special acoustical barriers and Scottish blankets and all sorts of interesting things. So we have a better sound quality this week. Um, 
we saw the mercy of God in the flood story. And so now we are to the point where God has made this little covenant with Noah. So we're right after the flood, and we've seen the rainbow, <laughs> so we know that we're not gonna we're not gonna be destroyed that way again. And then and this is in Genesis nine. Um, then God blessed Noah and his son, saying to them, "Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth." Okay. Have some babies. Repopulate. Repopulate. Have some babies. There you go. So he has given them this new life. He says, "Go repopulate the earth. Let's 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 do this again. Let's try this again." All right. So then we've got some people. We've got some population. We've got um, a few, probably a few, few thousand people around, and. We're now getting to Genesis 11. So open your Bibles to Genesis 11. You've got your, uh, you've got your, uh, version app. You want to look at your phone. This is a good time to do that. Um, those are always handy to have. only one. 
And you think about, you know, the languages that you're familiar with here in this Western world, it's uh, really European, it's mainly Western European uh, centered. So you have, some of you probably have taken French classes and some of you have taken Spanish classes. And you might even have heard some people speaking Portuguese. Uh, all these languages, German, for example. Um, so everything is sort of Western European um, colonist centered, okay? Most of Latin America is Latin America because it is Spanish conquistadors who came over or Portuguese conquistadors or French conquistadors. So all these all these different people with, with the Romance languages, that's what we know about. But if you go to a country like India, there are hundreds and hundreds of languages that you don't even know the name of because I don't know them either. I mean, there's a few that you might recognize if you saw them written on a piece of paper, you'd know those names. But there are hundreds of languages within one country. Um, there are billions of people speaking Chinese, but there are even different versions of Chinese. You know, probably you're most familiar with Mandarin Chinese, or you've heard of that. But there are different versions of Chinese even. Cantonese. Cantonese. So there's all these different languages that we know of, and we think about different regions of the world, or the history that was behind those languages. Well, now we're back at a place where there's just one. There is just one. Okay, so in the, in the story that uh, Laurie just read, um, what are these people... What are they trying to do? Yeah. A spread. They want to build a spread. Are you from Texas? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I figured you must be from Texas. If you're, are you from West Texas? I don't want to bridge. Yes. Okay. No, well, no, I'm more from the southern. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ever making fun of Texas unless George is playing them. Anyway, um, so if they're, they're trying to build a spread, and they're trying to build some sort of tower. And they're even real specific about they're not using stone. They're uh, using bricks. What what would be the difference there to you? One the thing there's none. I mean, it takes time to make brick. You have to make it, but with stone, you can do it. Right. That thing on there. Wait, yeah. How, so stone how? is stone is something you can go you, you can go quarry it or chop you know chisel it out of the side of a mountain. Yeah. Brick, you have to like bake it, form yeah. it, and shape it. Isn't that interesting that, okay, instead of just using stuff that was there, they felt like they needed to go and create something themselves. No, they're not. Brick probably lasts longer. But brick is also uniform shape, so it allows them to build things much larger than stone would allow them to build. Wait, are they trying to build the wall of China? Say what? No, that's like, how, how do you get the jump? <laughs> I Of it, it says, Come, let us build ourselves a city or a spread. You're from West Texas. 
South Texas. Or South Texas. Or Southwest Texas. Anywhere in Texas. Or anywhere in Texas. <laughs> with a tower that reaches to the heavens and lifts into this heart, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the earth. We may make a name for ourselves. Why isn't the name of God? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Can you say that question again? Why isn't the name of God good enough? Yeah. Why isn't the name of God good enough? Because they want something different to make it, like, not technically their own, because, you know, is this better? That's much better. Okay. So, <laughs> what if they just want to make something their own so they can be proud of their creation? Oh. Because, I mean, made. So, God, He created everything at the perfect. You know, so wouldn't they want to be like a mini God and create their own things? Wow, that's, that's a really interesting so, question. What? What does that make you think about? Of when, him making us, or him making us and resemblance or something? Yeah. Something similar. So this desire to create, we said that that came from him. That's true. So this this desire to create or to build, that is a trait that we we've, we've said that that came from him. But what what in this story sounds kind of off? I think they just want power. In whichever go the other way. I think they want power. They yeah. Like to feel powerful for themselves. Saying that they have something that no other place would have. To make a name for them. I think the big brain is funny though. Like, no matter what, the kingdom of heaven is passing. So we wouldn't know that. We haven't been there. Nobody knows what's in there except for, like, maybe. It being something where where we have okay, I lost my train. Okay, so maybe we'll get <laughs> back. All right, so just a quick rerun. We said Adam and Eve they were tempted by that tree of knowledge being there because they wanted to be. What was the promise that that the serpent made? If you eat it, you will be. Like, you would be like God. You'd be like God. You will you will come up to his level. You will die. Forget that. You're gonna be like God. Okay. So these folks are using their creative powers. But the purpose, you know, it's not the fact that they built something that's not we that's weird. It's the, the purpose that's behind it. So what yeah, what are their intentions? They're not good. They're not good because why? Yeah, there's there's no mention here that hey, let's build this to honor God. Like there's no mention of how can we how can we glorify God by building something. That's not in the story. That's what we would probably wish were in the story. But what it says, let's make a name for ourselves. So we are as an animal, like a child of God. Look Look how we're right back to our Adam and Eve thinking. We've, we've now come full circle. Adam and Eve, disobedience, flood, re, new story, go populate the earth, let's go. And so they're out there and they're like, let's do this for us. 
This is for us. I'm pointing to myself. Let's do this for us. Because we want to make a name for ourselves. Yes, because let's do it for us. We want everybody to see this thing. And we want them to know, by goodness, we are here. This is us. It's insanity. It's, it's repeating itself. The definition of insanity is the of you attempting something that you know the outcome and you hope for it to change. So rooted in this act is disobedience. Not glorifying God to make a tower to yourself. It's it's twisted. It is deep. It is deep. All right. Had everybody here heard this story before? What? Uh, oh yeah. No. Okay. So. So you know kind of how this is going to go then. If you've heard this story, you probably learned it when you were in Sunday school or just somewhere along the way in your Bible study. Um, so what what's going to happen next? Um, how have you made a name for yourself? My name. Um, like, do you want us to actually answer that? Yeah. How have you made a name for yourself? And if you would, just say your name, your the name for yourself, <laughs> and then... Explain how you've made a name for yourself. Oh, no, not me first. <laughs> we can go that way. Okay, I'm going to go first. Yes, that's your talk. Okay, so I guess I've made a name for myself by like um, growing up through the church and like being one of these like top students in my classes and being involved in everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes that's what I think, sometimes it's the first because then everybody knows me. But like also everybody knows me, so you can sometimes get away with a little bit. <laughs> like I forgot to do my homework one night and I just emailed my teacher and I was like, Hey, I had soccer practice. And he knew I did because he was my soccer coach last year. <laughs> and so he's like, Oh, okay, you're cool. I was like, Yeah. Yeah. So teacher pet? No, not teacher's pet, just like certain teachers. Um because like they remind us of I'm not their favorite, but it's like they understand what I But you have you're known for something. So you're known that for very busy. You're busy and you're an athlete and you had practice and they know that you're gonna you're gonna end up doing your work and you're gonna be responsible. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. Always get my work done. I bet you do. Let's go with that. Okay. If my mom's listening, I totally get yeah, all my work done. I promise. At some point. I think his fingers are crossed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very, very sarcastic. At some point. I can usually do it in the morning. I tell you I'm done at night, but I do it in the morning. All right, Sophia, what are you what are you known no, for? We're going this no, way. I want to go this I way. Think it's I think I want to go this way. Today. Um, he does get to pay Okay. <laughs> Fine. Um. Okay, I'm Sophia. Yes. I. Guess I've made a name for myself because <laughs> I am friendly to people and I guess I'm someone who you can talk about like other yeah problems. So I'm like a therapist for some people. Okay. I guess <laughs> I listen to a lot of people's other problems and help them through it. Okay, you're a good so, like, listener. I guess I made my a name for myself. Okay, that sounds good. All right, moving right along. 
Is that? I don't know a way that I've made a name for myself. No, it's not sad. I think it's... Well, you at least tell us your name. My name is Everett. <laughs> and, I don't know a way I've made a name for myself. And maybe, maybe it's something you're working on. You know, maybe you're in the middle of it. Well, for one thing, you're coming to Bible study. So to me, that suggests that you're interested in learning about the Bible, maybe, or you're interested in just hanging out with us. And you guys are pretty cool. Oh, listen, I'm liking this. This is a good podcast already. Um, so you're you're developing that that identity. That maybe because I talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You're friendly. All right, moving around. Hey, this is Laurie. Um, I guess I've made a name for myself as a teacher of one that I'd like to um, friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Mason, and I've made a name for myself because my family is so plugged in. They've lived their, their entire life, so everyone knows me. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Except I feel like there's always someone watching me. Because they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad. It's not bad if you're doing it. Your FBI right agent is Are we doing this too? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah. okay. All right. Uh, I'm Brent. Um, I have probably mostly made a name for myself as a youth pastor. Um, more so recently, I guess, because I, I work with all the pastors in our district, and so I, I get called on for a lot of different things that kind of way, which is weird for me, because other people are calling me, asking me for advice or ideas and things like that, which is a new thing. It's fun, though. Okay. Uh, I'm Craig, and what am I known for? And, you know, that's another way of looking at what name have I made for my Um, wow. I think one of the things I'm known for is uh, endurance. There are a lot of things that I have been involved with for a long time. And this church is one of them. Um, when I was in my working career, business career, I was at the same company for 30 years. I've been at the same church for 45 years. How old are you? I'm only 27. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, it's not possible to be a part of something past your age. Have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? <laughs> Interstellar is the best movie ever. It has to be older. Unless you're a time traveler. Well, okay. and I am. No I'm known for that. I might um, be a... I'm the oldest teenager ever. So, I think part of... Um, Part of being involved in something a long time is you, you, you're seen as very stable, and so it helps me to um, to be a better teacher, I think, and to be a better counselor because people they they know my track record. You know, I don't I, I can't hide from history; <laughs> it's there. So, yeah, that's just that's just one way of looking at it. Right but, okay. <laughs> Now another piece to another piece to all of us, and there are different levels even at this table of competitiveness. Um, yes, there are some hands going up. There are some folks that will say, "Well, I'm not competitive at all, and I'm just happy to be." There are some hands going up, and then there are some people who would say, 
if there's any sort of game, I want to beat you, and I want to beat you so that you know who's boss. You know, you know who the master is of this game. I know. In this instance, and then yeah. it, it can be a meaningless game, but in this instance, I will beat all of y'all at fireball. There you go. See, that's the that's the voice of competitive and ping pong. All right, so I beg to differ. Uh, I will beat you after this. <laughs> even the non-competitive guy says, "I beg to differ." Yeah. So, you see. <laughs> so we have this in us, and what these people are doing in our story, kind of back to our story, they are. They're thinking about themselves, but there is this competitiveness that's coming out in them. It's like, we're going to do this, and people are going to come from miles around, and they're going to see this tower, and they're going to look at this tower, and they're going to know we are the boss, we are the king, we are the dominant force in this area. Except how do they know that there's not already something else that's similar? They don't know. But but they're going to make something that's better than anything any of them have ever seen. Any of like then the small group of ever. Yeah, because there's not very many people anyway. <laughs> They've never seen Padden. It yeah. is a small group. Nope. This is not very far past yeah. Noah, so oh, there okay. can't be that many people because all of them got wiped out. So. All right. So here's a bit of irony. Irony is that that you know what irony is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for our podcast listeners who don't know what irony is, it's. Something happens that it just flies in the face of everything that they tried to do to prevent something. It happens anyway. Okay. So in this case, the other piece of this, we're going to build this tower to make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And they get scattered. Over the then they get scattered over the face of the whole earth. It's the punishment for being disobedient again, because they have again chosen themselves over glorifying God. Hmm. There's a recurring theme here. Yes. Hmm. When I don't glorify God, it means I turn to things that actually go against what God wants me to do. So when my my competitiveness drives me to be the best, whatever runner, volleyball player, football player, if if your primary goal in life <laughs> is to be the best something, then you might be missing the opportunity to glorify God. And you you hear a lot of athletes, like professional athletes, when they're interviewed, a lot of them recognize that. And at first it's kind of irritating because the first thing they always say is, um, I just want to give glory to God for this win. You're like, dude, God doesn't care that you won. But... It's a cliche answer, but there's the truth that's in it is that if you can actually thank God for this God-given ability that you have to do these things. Yeah, thank God for the gift of, you know, like, whatever you're a professional. Yeah, thank God for the talent. It's not about, hey, I'm the best. It's about, hey, God's given me this ability and this is how I'm using it. And then if you're a professional athlete and you say all those things, what are you doing with the money that you earned? Are you are you glorifying God with the money that you made from being a professional athlete from the talent that God gave you? Is there anyone who's like used their money who's a bit like not necessarily a millionaire, but who makes a lot of money to build a church? Like what if someone used all their money or most of it 
stuff that the money that they don't need for the necessities like homes, mm-hmm. or shelter, blah blah, to build a church for people who don't, you know, really have. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, like when I was growing up, there was this. Uh, there was a musician. His name was Rich Mullins, and um, you've you've probably heard some of this music. You may not even realize it's written by him. Um, you ever heard the song "Awesome God"? Our God, God is an awesome oh, God. Okay, yeah. So that's a Rich Mullins song, and uh, it's probably his most famous song. But he made a lot of money from from that and a lot of the other music that he wrote back in the eighties. Uh, uh, but he he would look up every year the amount of money that the average working man in America made. Oh, yeah, that's, what he would, about this. that's what he would put in his bank, and the rest of it he gave to his church. And so, because <laughs> that's the way, and it, I mean, it was it was a huge thing to people in my generation to see how he kind of handled himself that way, which is counterintuitive what, what we're talking about here. The, the other way around, you know, those guys are trying to get all they can get. So. Yeah. And there are there are very wealthy people who use their money for good in a lot of causes. They have foundations, you know, they, charities. charities that they create, um, and then they give away millions and millions and millions of dollars for, for good things. Does Bill Gates do that? Because he's, yeah, he's he the richest man in the Because he's richer than Donald Trump. Yeah, Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates have a foundation um, that they give to a lot of. Good they actually give away more money than they keep. So yeah. what does their house That's look like? It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a mansion. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're not living in a shack. No. They got a spread. They're looking like dads. They have a spread. <laughs> they got a spread. <laughs> yeah, they got they got cows in the backyard, and they got horses. No, they don't. They have enough money to just take parties like Gatsby. Wait, didn't, didn't one of the richest men live in a mansion like that? Someone divorced their wife, so now the woman became the richest woman in the entire world. That's something like the Amazon oh, guy. Yeah, I think, I think Jeff uh, Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. He was he was naughty. Jeff, if you're listening, we, sorry, sorry. Naughty um, boy. You were naughty, and uh, got you got caught, faster. and it really cost you a lot of money. Okay. So God stops them from reaching their goal. Yeah. Yep. So why do you think he thought it was necessary to stop them? Bad intentions. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, so... Because probably they think that they were as good as God, so then they would stop supporting him and then try and make them the new God. Like, mm-hmm. everyone supports like them. Like the idols that people used to make. You know the little statues? They would think of themselves as a idol. And if you think about what was going on in Egypt with the pyramids and the making themselves, making pharaohs, making themselves God. Yeah, they built stuff too. They built tall towers and decided, hmm. I am so mighty that I could have this power made. I am God. Yep. Pharaoh. Yeah. Did you know we were related to, the, to God to be a pharaoh? Aren't we all technically related, though? Like, if okay, you think about it real hard. 
I would I would suggest that yeah. our our DNA is common enough that we're probably pretty connected. I mean, we're all humans, right? Isn't that good enough? I'm not sure if I am or not. 100%. My time travel capabilities, you know, and the fact that I'm only 27 and, you know, being the youngest, youngest teenager. Teen. Yeah. Wait, if you're 27, how are you a teenager? No, mental, oh, mental oh. state. I'm sure mental he is. He's the youngest teenager in his mind. Yes, in my own mind. So you're like 13. In my own mind. Brand new 13. I'm going to get my permit. I'm All right. So what about you and your goals? Is it possible for you to reach your goals? Maybe. No. I'm, I'm really lazy. I don't know if I can do that. So maybe, maybe if we're real driven... We can reach our goals, or maybe if something really fortunate happens, like you win the lottery. If we're, if we're so determined to do it, yes. But if we are just lazy like most people, then no, probably not. Maybe, though. Probably not. I'm retiring in five years, so yeah, I will reach my goal. <laughs> short-term goal that you want to get to, like all A's and your, your classes, or you want a long-term goal, like become a millionaire, win the lottery. Well, you can't really win the lottery. I can be a long-term goal. I have beat my Because it's like impossible goal. to win. This Saturday, I accomplished my short-term goal by beating my PR in a 5K by two minutes. So, I would say yes. Did you if do you it? put in enough effort, you can beat anything. Well, it still depends. On, like, if you're super determined to run into that wall, probably not the best idea. But there's other things that could be possible. Not everything's possible, but a good, a good majority. Mm, it makes you think, though, you're joking about running into the wall. How many of our goals? are actually just different forms of running into the wall. Mine. You know? So what what should be at the foundation of a goal? God. How so? Ha no, having him on your side. He's already told you he's on your side. Because if you're not doing it through God and for God, what's the point of doing it? Yeah. I always think about how does it glorify God? You know, whatever decision I make, I don't always make the right decision. I don't always make good decisions. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But when I'm trying to decide something that's really important, how does it how does it help my my walk with him? How does it glorify him? Is what I'm doing really just good for me, or is it something I'm really thankful for? You know, is it something that Without, without the talent that he gave me, could I even do it? And you know the 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 message in all this is that we're supposed to be worshiping him and glorifying him. So that's kind of the that's kind of the litmus test. That's the the measure of is what I'm doing 
Am I glorifying him or am I just trying to glorify myself? And a lot of times I've made decisions that were self-glorifying and not him glorifying. That's a really off-topic question. Uh-oh, here it comes. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's something that you really have to think about. Okay. If we came from like one, two people or so, how are there all the different races? Adaptation. Adapt, over, improvise, overcome. <laughs> we learned about this in history class. We learned about this in history class um, last week. So after the whole Noah's Ark thing, family spread all around the world, right? So an example he gave us was the Africans. You know, it was hot and dry there. And, you know, their skin had to adapt to the constant heat and the, you know, labor going back and forth and stuff like that. So, yeah, so they started to get, um, you know, they looked different. And then the people up in, like, the mountains areas, there was a little less sun. So they got paler, and then since they had to go up the mountains, they got broader and, you know, more stocky. Yeah, yeah. and the ones, who, the ones who didn't change, if you lived in a place where, you, if you were real pale, and you had a, a line of people who were real pale, and they lived in a really hot desert region, what probably happened to them? They sunburn. would start sunburn, <laughs> then maybe cancer. Maybe skin cancer, and then start to... Yeah, all of a sudden, they're not around anymore. They're not around Natural anymore. Selection. So, yeah, that's that's a good theory. That's a good theory. And was that really your history class? Yes, it was, because okay. I, I go to Trinity, so it's a Christian school, okay. and we okay. learn a lot about, you know... Everything gets mixed together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Thank cool. You for answering my question. Yes. Well, do you, do you feel adequately answered? I don't know. Hold on. Well, I mean, part of what what you're reading here, mixed with what we just said there, is you know God disperses the people all around the world, and so they have all these different. Uh, how, how did he disperse? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, did he just like teleport them randomly? Well, did they so, just? What do you, you think? Know, or like. Like do some make a sign of them like oh no, I need to move right front. <laughs> well, what do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like he probably did. He probably just got down there, snuck around, just did something. <laughs> hey, don't don't don't. And he did something to make some people be like oh, well, maybe... I want to go from kind of tan to just really <laughs> pale. <laughs> And then I want to go to the mountains. Them mountains look pretty. Right. Them mountains look pretty. Because they maybe wanted to explore, you yeah. know, the, the thought of curiosity. Yeah. So I wonder what's over there. Hmm. Or Let's when he mixed up their boat. languages. All of a sudden, there were certain people who said talk the same language, and then other people, and they're like, "Well, let's go, let's, let's go, go live together. That's, that's a let's question, go with them." Though. How how was there the other languages created instead of one, you know? He said the one dominant language. He said. Because he's creative. Because he's creative. So, would God know how to speak 
every single language? Yeah. Or did he just kind of like, yeah, and now all these people forgot how to speak English, and now they're like, well, oh, one, one day and whatever language. And two, if God is prayed to through so many languages, I would think he would understand to understand Wouldn't he already know it since he made it? Exactly. But they also didn't speak So God was the one who came up with the first ever language or way of communicating. Wait, what was well, the... he, he said something to Adam and Eve, and they understood what he <laughs> said. Wait, what was the prominent language? Was it Islamic, Hebrew? Arabic? Oh, Hebrew. American. We don't know. It was pre, pre-Hebrew, pre-Islamic. Pre- so, English wasn't the first, wasn't the not first language. English wasn't invented till like a long. Did you look that up on Siri? What? Just now? English? No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sure do that. You on the phone. I thought you'd looked it up on Siri. No, because I mean, at first, I mean, they came up and it's like, oh, well, I wasn't perfect, but like Rome and there's Latin and Greek and then hashtag AP Euro. And then it's like the Germanic tribes that came down. It's like yeah. German and then. It's all mixed in together. So this is like one of the last. So what, what, whatever the languages were, we don't really know. But whatever they were, this human tendency to, to cluster. So when colonists, we saw it here in America, when colonists came over from other countries. Uh, if you go to Virginia, you can still find these churches that were German churches, and it didn't matter if they were if they were Protestant or Catholic. They would go to the same church and share the building because everybody spoke German. There's a place we can go and everybody speaks our language. So they clustered in that part of Virginia to be. If you know, it was other religions, but okay, so everybody speaks one language, right? So and a lot of them have other religions. Would it then be something that maybe mixed, or there was one prominent religion that? A lot of people even so would it then become like this huge group of people who all speak the same language and all have a similar religion that becomes one prominent one would it then become a prominent religion in their country if they went back to their you know home so when you're talking about religions and really What's happening in this story, um, if you go back and you read some of the, the chapters just before this one, you have, we're after the flood, and we have the sons of Noah. So you have these different family clusters. So uh, chapter 10 actually talks about the different uh, sons. Um, this is, I'm going back if you're at home and you're following along with our long discussion. This is back in Genesis 10, 21. There it talks about, and actually even before that, it's talking about these different groups of the sons of Noah. And so you have these family units where they may not have a religion like you think of a religion, but they have this way of living or this way of life. And they know about the, the flood. This is, I mean, we're right after it. So yeah. this, this is not a mysterious occurrence. This is not a, hey, when did that happen? Or did that happen? This is, this is, th- these are the families right after. Remember when Grandpa Noah told us about yes. blah, 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 blah. Dude, imagine yeah. waking up one day and going to talk to your best friend 
and neither one of y'all can understand each other. So their religion, <laughs> their religion is family. Their religion is family. Family, family is above everything because that's how you survive. The family unit and how you farm, how you gather, how you raise children, how you make more children. Family is all the is the system. So survival within the family unit. And but then you've got all these cousins and uncles and aunts that are around that you know are connected to you. And so you have this community, this greater community. And it was from that greater community that this idea came up. Hey, let's let's let everybody know that we're we're the best. You know, we're the we're the ones. Yeah, I question. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I have two more off-topic questions. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so during the Noah's Ark thingy, towards the end, they talked about how a rainbow showed up, talk, proving that God said, okay, you're good now. I won't do that again. But why do we see so many rainbows now? Is it God checking in on us? Or is it God telling us, hey, Sorry, I put some I, I rain. I did some uh, flooding. Yeah, <laughs> some so, some rain flooding. stuff. The, the, the spirit, the spirit of the story off. is that it's 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 a sign. It's a, a reminder. A reminder that a reminder of the coming. This, this happened. Yeah, it's all. It's also science. So it's I mean, it's, it's, it's sunlight shining through a water droplet. And the light being scattered through the different colors of the prism. But one of the, remember one of the things I said last week is like you know there are some theologians who believe that that was the first time it ever rained, mm-hmm. and so people before that had never seen a rainbow. And so you know think about that. I mean for the first time ever they see all this stuff in the sky, these colors like stretching across the sky. They'd never seen anything like that before. And so for us who've been watching that for thousands of years now, we're like, oh, it's a rainbow of science. To oh, them, cool. it was like, holy crap, there's, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's all this color Skittles. in the sky, you know, so yeah, Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, so for them, for them, that was a huge thing. And so for us, it's a reminder of what's, what's, what's happening, you know, around, so. Um, you know, it's, it's good in that way for us. I have another off-topic and it, And the final off-topic observational question. By Everett, um, does God punish people who were led astray by someone else? Like, if they died supporting, like, Buddhism or something, would God punish them for that? Or would he forgive them? Purgatory. Wow. That is a deep theological a question, question right that. there. What is purgatory? Because my... Okay, I, okay I that's Catholic. Say, I have to say purgatory. It's very confusing because... So, my old teacher from uh, last year, she said that no... Purgatory isn't a thing. And then my Bible teacher this year says, well, nobody knows because nobody's really been. (laughs) Nobody's been there and come back. Nobody's been there and come back. It's never been just like, oh, I'm going to go there for like a week and then I'm going to come back. (laughs) Took a little visit. So if you're, but if you're nice, except you said, well, 
how, how, why does God punish you? Does God punish you for not supporting him or believing in him for you being led astray? Or is it for you not being a kind person? Well, you don't really go to heaven for your works. You go to heaven for your faith. It's kind of a mixture thing. Cause mm. they say so you could be, so could you be the worst person That's in the, the world? Don't believe in God, and then he'll just be like, okay. That's very debatable thing to talk about. The question that you're asking is a heavily debated topic. And it's one that nobody knows the answer to. The Islamics believe that it's fully works, and it's not necessarily fake. It's just fully works. And if they you follow these that's rules, then you're going that's to That's also debatable. But the Islamists also thought that we were cannibals for a while. That's <laughs> also debatable. All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's don't get no, that far off topic. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me give you this piece of scripture, okay? Because this, this, is, this is off topic, but it does kind of go back to creation in some mm-hmm. respects. Absolutely. Um, Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Okay, so we're all the way up in the New Testament now, but it's, it's going to help, help to answer your question. Okay, so it says this, For his invisible attributes... Namely, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made so that they are without excuse. So that they, being humanity, is without excuse. Okay, so you've got, you've got the eternal power of God, the divine nature of God. All that stuff is clearly understood. You can see it. You can think about it um, because of what's been created in the world. And so... If people who who never have the chance to hear about God, okay, they're Buddhist or whatever, you know, if they can never have the chance to hear about God or they're in that environment, um, then they they have the ability to see who God is through those things that have been made through creation, um, because it speaks about who He is um, and His creative nature. So the best that we can do as as believers is to share our faith with other people and to share what we know to be the truth of Jesus with people. Um, and then we'll let God sort out whether if somebody didn't know about, know about God and it's, you know, then, then it's up to God to figure out how their heart, heart was settled. Here's the, here's the really good question though, is like, if, if you had the chance to tell somebody about God, but you didn't tell them about God. Do you get sent down? <laughs> Wait, would so, that, would that? No, but I mean, but but then who's then who's responsible too? You know, so I mean that's the other side of it too. And so this not not that not to be focused on punishment, but to be focused on on life. In that we have the opportunity to tell people about God, and we have the opportunity to share faith with people, and that should be our goal. Not to not to try like Sophia was saying. It's about your faith. It's not about what you do. It's about the faith that you have that gives you salvation. So, um, you know, if we believe in Jesus, and then. We have that way we share that with other people. I have a question. Um, Not necessarily, but so if God gave us, you know, free will or something, but He has a plan for us, what's the whole view with that? Because yes, He has a plan for us, but we also have a free will and we make our own choices. Right. It doesn't really make sense if he has a plan already. Oh, he has a he has a plan, a desire for who you you could be and who you. So does he mean not necessarily like a plan, but more of a goal? Uh, I think if you follow him, then you are following his plan for who you are. Oh, okay. 
Okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and That's a good question, though. And you, Sophie, you even said it before. There was there was a plan, even in these three stories that we've read to this point. There's a lot of disobedience and using free will the wrong way. <laughs> and there are consequences to what happens in these stories. So, yes, we believe in free will, but the path that you follow probably determines whether or not you fulfill the plan that God has for you or not. It's complicated. But if you if you make some choices and it doesn't it doesn't work out like the original plan, then God is adjusting that because his his plan for you is always for you to experience life and to have life abundant. Wait, That's so what Jesus said he came to do. Is he always adjusting it on the choices we make? Well, I mean, if you here's a good question. I mean, this is this these are huge questions. These are huge theological. So, there are arguments going on right, right now. Yeah, I mean, they have been for thousands of years about what this means. But the thing about you know, if, if we we plan things in like in a linear kind of thing, so we got one point here and we got a point out here. We're going to plan how we get there. Dave, David Kinraid is like the best in the world at this. You know, he knows every street <laughs> in the whole stinking planet. All right, so um, so he he plans out these things. But sometimes in, in the course of that plan of trying to get somewhere, there's a road closed that you didn't know about. And so it doesn't mean that you, you don't ever get to where you were planning on going because God's, God's desire, his plan for you is that you would have life. Now, I don't know that it means that he plans for you. Tomorrow, you're, you're, you're going to go to Atlanta. This is God's plan. You're going to go to Atlanta and you're going you're gonna to walk right up to Mercedes Benz and they're going to give you season tickets to everything that ever happened there. That that's God's plan that. for you tomorrow. But you know what? Here's the problem. You got to go to school, so you made a choice to follow Not along. Me. Go to school. I don't go to school for the rest of this week. Okay. <laughs> well, you better get to the bend tomorrow and get your season ticket. <laughs> I, but like, you know, God's God's plan for you is not necessarily this. Like, okay, every day there's something that's going to happen. God's plan for you is that you have life and that you have the love that God has for you. Thanks for listening to United Through Him. If you're a middle school or high school student and would like to join the podcast discussion, we meet for Bible study on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. in the Youth Lounge at Noon at First United Methodist Church. We also have youth worship in the same place most Sunday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Follow us on Instagram at Noon and Youth. That's N-E-W-N-A-N-U-T-H. You can also contact our leadership at U-T-H at noonanfumc.org. Thanks again for listening to United Through Him.